Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley, co-host of this podcast, along with Gary Reasons, two-time Super Bowl champion. How you doing, Gary? Uh, it's a great morning, Craig. Good to be with you. And I uh, just, just got off a long, long trip, but it was a wonderful trip that I had. And we'll talk about that in more in segment two. Should be a good one. Sounds great. Gary, as you know, uh, Seth Bailey and Graham Bell are our producers for FCS Delivered, and you can find us in many places, our podcast, on different platforms. There's Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And hopefully you're also watching on YouTube. All you have to do is search for FCS Delivered. And this week, you'll really want to do it, not just because of the video of Gary's on campus, but we have a special guest, Gary, Coach Scott Wackenheim the former VIM uh, Virginia military coach, head coach. He was our 2020 uh, Eddie Robinson Award winner, the National Coach of the Year in FCS college football. It was played in the spring of 2021, but he was the 2020 season winner. Gary, we are definitely excited for that. We'll also visit uh, your on-campus uh, trip this week, and we'll set up week six for everybody, or week seven going into the yeah. FCS season. Gary, week six was a lot calmer, I thought, this past weekend. Yeah, it was. A lot of, a lot of conferences uh, getting into action, and there's also been, you know, some other competition, a little bit in the top 25 action. We'll talk a little bit about that. But it was. It was kind of a, a little calmer, Craig. It wasn't as active as, as we had a week ago with a lot of folks moving in and moving out of the top 25, but uh, certainly we had some great contests last week. Well, there was a wild game, and uh, Central Arkansas came back from 30 to 6 down after uh, three quarters, beat Southeast Missouri at home, rallied to a 38-33 win. Will McIlvain, their quarterback, threw four touchdowns in that last quarter. Just unbelievable comeback for, for the Central Arkansas Bears. On the stripes where you just visited a few weeks ago, great win overall. But really everything more or less went to form. Uh, Youngstown State, uh, 31-3 to over then number six, Southern Illinois, was a surprise. But again, you know, Youngstown State's a uh, terrific team. They're back in the top 25, so not too surprising. And because of South Southern Illinois losing, Gary, there are only two undefeated teams left in our stats perform FCS top 25, as you know. Number one, South Dakota State, a winner of 19 straight games. Harvard's up to 19. They're 4-0. What do you think of the poll this week? I think it's kind of rounding out, Craig. I think that the uh, things are, some are moving up and some are moving back. You know, it all comes down to conference play. And we look at, we look at that all the way across all the different leagues. And once, uh, you know, once some teams start playing each other, this is going to firm itself up here. But I think the cream does rise to the top. It's not, it's not hard to find uh, the quality football teams. And that's what we're seeing here. <laughs> that that kind of leads into one of those teams, Western Carolina, a top 10 team now. They were in our FedEx ground game of the week last week, and it doesn't really get any better. Western Carolina won 52-50 to at Chattanooga, which was also nationally ranked. Catamounts go to 5-1, 3 in the Southern Conf Conference under Coach uh, Kerwin Bell. But what a wild game. I mean, Richard McCollum with the walk-off field goal after Chattanooga went ahead in the final minute with a touchdown. And then a two-point conversion on, on a running back jump pass. Did, I, I hope you got to see some of this game because I know you have travels, but what a wild game, Gary. Yeah, it was. Back and forth, back and forth. And at the end, it kind of kind of took off there. That was a, an amazing game. So, yeah, that's what it's like in the FCS. And these, these 
couple quality teams going at it. And really, it's kind of the guy with the ball, with the, uh, you know, have the ball last wins the football game. And that's kind of what, what happened here. Yeah. And you know what? 52 to 50, not even overtime. It was the highest scoring non-overtime FCS versus FCS game this season. Season. Uh, Towson had beaten uh, uh, New Hampshire in overtime. I think it was 54-51 was higher scoring, but that needed overtime. Just an amazing game all around. As we mentioned, Western Carolina is in the uh, top 10 of, the, of, of our poll. Uh, nothing changed in the top five. Uh, South Dakota State, number one. Montana State, number two. Idaho, number three. Four is Sacramento State, which was on a bye. And then uh, five is Furman, also in the SOCON. And Southern Illinois, because of their loss, they dropped some from six to 13. Youngstown State, who beat them, are, are, is back in the uh, top 25. Now, let me ask you, Gary, a game like this, 52-50, which is just so wild and end-line to end-line, what do you think is the game of the year? That one, or, or do you look at like a one-versus-three game that we saw that came, also came down to the end? Uh, South Dakota State beat Montana State. If you had to pick one, what's your game of the year so far? Well, I'm not going to pick a game, Craig. I'll tell you that. I'm just going to tell you this, that there are two different types of games. you got one that's a blowout shootout <laughs> that we just saw here, 52-50. And then you have, you know, kind of more of a tried and true traditional type of a football contest that you have with uh, South Dakota State and Montana State getting, getting after it. Those two games, very, very different in, in how they unfolded. So, but hey, football, that's why we play the games. Uh, I think that's a, the kind of a common say, saying is you have to play the games to win those things. And it's, it's fun to watch these guys and you can do it different ways. <laughs> I like your diplomatic answer because I did go ahead and say that Western Carolina beating Chattanooga 52-50 was the game of the year. And on social media, you take a little flack. I especially did for Montana State fans uh, wh whose team is now number second. They actually lost their, their game of the year. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's just all about perception, but uh, you're never going to please everybody. But with that game in the SOCON, that gets us to our guest this week, Gary. And, and we know him so well, Scott Wackenheim, who was the uh, VMI, Virginia Military Institute, head coach from 2015 to 2022. Uh, he won our 2020 season Eddie Robinson Award, the National Coach of the Year. Uh, that was played in the spring of 2021. So we welcome Coach Wackenheim. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Craig. Uh, enjoying, enjoying the morning. <laughs> great to hear it. Gary Rees and I are just thrilled to have you on today's show. Um, I, I think what we'll do is maybe Gary and I will we'll, we'll rotate questions um, and, and just find out how you're doing, see what you're involved in this season. You, you stepped away from, from coaching after, or after last season. Just a great run at VMI. Tell us about what you're involved in this this fall. Well, uh, basically, I'm a, a grandfather. I'm taking to helping take care of my two grandsons, uh, and so I'm really enjoying that. I'm competing for the pickleball championship at the Falston Senior Center and enjoying doing <laughs> that. And uh, I'm watching my son, a coach. My youngest son coaches at Towson University, so I'm attending most of those games and you know watching a lot of college football and. You know, really, I got a passion for trying to help coaches, and so I'm helping FCA by doing a coach's timeout once a week, uh, leading a study uh, for, for those coaches here in the Hartford uh, County area where I'm living in Maryland, and uh, trying to pay attention and be act more active on social media to put information that I think is helpful out there for coaches to help them become better head coaches 
especially first-time head coaches, because there's really not a lot out there for uh, for coaches as a resource on how to become a first-time head coach. And so hopefully, you know, I'm helping people and serving uh, the community and trying to give back. Yeah, you got your coach, your, uh, your first year away from, you know, the field, away from coaching, and you're, you've got a whole different perspective on what you're doing there. And, you know, let me ask you just about football in general here. When, you, when you're still watching the games, are you watching it from a from a coach's lens or are you watching it from a fan's lens? How is that set up for you this this uh, this 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 past season and this season coming up here? Yeah, I watch it from a coach's lens and what I'm really trying to study is what can I learn from watching a game? And I try and watch an entire game, not watch forward once and flip channels. And what can I gain from this to help my son be a better coach or help any coach, you know, any of the numerous assistants I had the opportunity to hire and work with uh, for me at VMI. How can I help them be better coaches from things that I see and learn and and also keep my mind sharp? You know, what, what would I do in that situation? And, uh, you know, would I use a timeout? Would I go for two? Would you go for it on fourth down? Things of that nature. Yeah. Um, in case I do decide to come back next year, if an opportunity were to exist, um, you know, those kind of things just to keep your mind sharp. But if not, you know, just be helpful to co other coaches that maybe don't get to see as many games. They're so focused on their own. It must be hard to get rid of the coaching bug. I mean, you, you are considering uh, coming back in, in, on a coaching level? Yeah, I'm considering it if the right opportunity were to exist. You know, I, I decided to step back from VMI uh, for a lot of reasons that, you know, are not worth going into on, on this show, but it was the right thing for me and I believe it was the right thing for Virginia Military Institute as well. And so there's a possibility that I return to the coaching ranks, but uh, there's also a possibility that I don't. Uh, you know, I'm young, I'm energized, I'm in great health and, uh, you know, just wherever the Lord leads, I, I want to serve. Well, Scott, you've, you've been a, you're a graduate of Air Force Academy, so you know the, the military lifestyle, so to speak, in, in, the, in the university space there. So give us an idea of what may be similar or different between coaching at a military academy or a military school versus a, a traditional university across the U.S. Well, the number one thing is recruiting. Not not every young man or woman wants to go to a military institution. And, you know, VMI and Citadel are unique in that not everybody that attends VMI and Citadel are going to serve. We're at Army, Navy, and Air Force, 100% of the cadets there when they graduate are going into the, the armed forces to serve. So, you know, VMI and Citadel have a couple other unique, uh, interesting characteristics when you go out there on the recruiting platform. But um, I think it's a, they're all, all schools offer great opportunities to get an outstanding degree, uh, go serve your country and uh, have an opportunity to lead at a young age. You know, when I graduated from Air Force as a second lieutenant, one of my first jobs was to be in charge of 24 people and $48 million worth of equipment that we set up in a remote locations for four days at a time uh, dealing with satellite communications. So, you know, most people when they graduate out of college don't get that kind of responsibility. So you get a tremendous education in small classrooms and then the opportunity to use that education and, and use leadership skills that you've learned right off the bat. And then like me, if you decide after five years you're ready to move on, you can go into the career field that you, that interests you. Co Coach, you know, with VMI in mind, let's talk about your your, your biggest season there, the spring of 2021. 
it was considered the 2020 season that was played uh, the, in the spring time because of the pandemic. Out of nowhere, you took VMI and you finished strong, uh, you know, the season before, but you took them to the Southern Conference Championship. Uh, I think 1981 might have been your your last winning season at, at VMI, and it was first playoff bid uh, since uh, ever, um, first conference title since 1977. It was just a year of superlatives, six and one in the regular season. You, you, you then went to uh, James Madison in a playoff game. Tell us about this magical season that you had uh, when you won the Eddie Robinson Award as FCS Coach of the Year. Well, you never win an award like the Eddie Robinson Award without a great assistant uh, coaches on your staff, of which, you know, I did. And then, you know, I think a lot of it is recruiting. You know, players are so critical to winning football games. And we had an outstanding football team. We had Reese Yudinsky, who was our starting quarterback, and Seth Morgan, who came in after Reese got hurt. And Jake Harris, an outstanding receiver. We And we were really good on the offenses and defensive lines, which, you know, that that's the key. And if you go back to John McKenna at DMI, he, he used to always say it's the beef up front that wins the football games. And, you know, that that's really true. When you, when you are dominant on the offense and defensive lines, you have a chance to win a lot of football games. And, you know, I also think playing in the spring helped us and having the adversity that other teams had to deal with, that was just everyday occurrences for us at VMI. <laughs> so I think that helped us immensely with uh, things being changed and everything happening differently and a lot of adjustments had to be made. I think our players were more used to dealing with that and it gave us an opportunity to excel, but I thought uh, we had an outstanding football team and they uh, every curveball that and knuckleball that was thrown at them, they, they sat back, they hit it and we played outstanding. And, you know, all the wins were great, but even the last loss against JMU, it coming down to, you know, we're down by seven, kicking an onside kick. And, um, you know, that was a tremendous game that our team played. Well, Scott, this Saturday is coming up the 79th Military Classic, and it's it's the Military Classic of the South with VMI and Citadel, and and Citadel leads that leads that uh, series 42 to 32, winning the last couple of games, and they play for the Silver Shako Trophy. Now, have you ever thought about playing a, a Veterans Day game coming up on on November 11th? Maybe a push for the VMI Citadel on Veterans Day. I haven't thought about all those things. You know, I I kind of like it when it's the last game of the season, kind of like Army Navy. Um, I'm just thrilled to death that uh, we were able to win two when I was there and uh, we were able to make it back into a rivalry game because I think they had run 13, 14, 15 in a row before we beat them at their place. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be an exciting game. And uh, it, it definitely was the number one game uh, at VMI when we were there. It was our number one opponent. Uh, we wanted to beat the Citadel. And, uh, you know, I, I think they run an outstanding program. Uh, and uh, it will be a great game. But as far as when they play it, that decision's made by the Southern Conference office. So you need you have better connections there than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Coach, we're thrilled to have you on. And because you're on, Gary and I are kind of down the middle when it comes to picking teams. But I think this week we're, we're playing favorites. I, I think we might be VMI fans this week. This is from when you won the Eddie Robinson Award when uh, – we were we were thrilled. Uh, I was thrilled to be able to get a helmet from VMI. Now I have a I have a final question. Maybe Gary has one too. If you were a scout and you're kind of doing a little scouting with with, with your observations uh, on social media, if you were a scout coach, Walkenheim, how would you rate your pickleball game? 
<laughs> Very inconsistent. I think I move around uh, better than a lot of the other players out there, and uh, I can get to some shots that, that other people can't. But uh, my game's a little inconsistent. You know, I never played tennis much growing up, and uh, so those people that come from tennis have a definite advantage over me with the consistency of their shots. But uh, I'm improving. I've only been playing for, you know, about seven, eight months. So uh, I'm definitely a player on the rise. <laughs> well, Coach, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us and, and good luck with whatever you pursue, whether it be back in the game or, or just helping coaches or just being a grandfather. I know that's very special to you. So once again, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah, I got two more grandchildren on the way uh, joining us in February. So, uh, you know, I'm going from two to four. So I, I'll be I'll be busy with that if I'm not back on the field coaching. And, you know, who knows, you know, the next time I coach, it might be uh, coaching Little League baseball or soccer with one of those young men. And, uh, you know, that will be very rewarding for me in and of itself. I spent 33 years coaching other people's kids. So, you know, coaching my grandkids would be be fun, but uh, good good luck to the VMI and Citadel, to both coaches, both staffs, both players, and thanks so much for all you do and all the attention you guys bring to Division One FCS football. Definitely uh, one of the most exciting uh, brands of football out there, and uh, you know, truly still holding a little bit to the traditional sense of college football. Yes, we feel we feel exactly the same, Coach Walkenheim. So we thank Coach Scott Walkenheim for joining us. Our 2020 uh, Eddie Robinson Award winner, the FCS National Coach of the Year, when he was leading VMI to the Southern Conference title in the spring of 2021. Gary Reasons and I will be back after a short break. You're watching FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Rehearsals for the school play were really coming along. Bigger smile, Mr. Squirrel. Until a custodian accidentally threw away the costumes. Oh no. Everyone was rattled. Miss Garrity forgot how to play. And the queen of the hedgehogs almost quit. Find a new queen. But replacement costumes were shipped with FedEx. And with added peace of mind from picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Gary Reason and I here are in the second segment, which is Gary's segment. We find out where's Gary this week. He does his FCS National Awards on campus, visits a different campus every week to present one of our FedEx Ground National Weekly Awards. And let, let's tell you who the five winners are this week before we move into Gary's uh, trip. Uh, Offensive Player of the Week, Charles DePrima from Harvard, the quarterback. Just he's on such a roll. They're undefeated. This past week, uh, they beat uh, Cornell. He had uh, 361 yards of total offense, six uh, touchdowns, three passing, three rushing. Just big yardage on almost every play when he touched the ball. Charles DePrima was our Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, and our National Defensive Player of the Week is Dylan Kelly, linebacker from UAlbany, uh, for his play against the, with their win over Towson. He had an FCI high, listen to this, 23 tackles. <laughs> and he had a key goal line tackle for loss in the last minute. He forced a fumble and then recovered it, just kind of pulled it away from the from the quarterback. And well, he also had a, had a pass breakup, a quarterback hurry. So uh, Dylan Kelly, linebacker from UAlbany, had a monster game defensively uh, in their win over Towson for UAlbany. 
Yeah, that that to me was like the premier game of the season individually. Uh, unbelievable for Dylan Kelly. Now our FedEx Round FCS National Special Teams Player of the Week from Fordham, Brandon uh, Pesco, Pes, uh, Peskin, he place kicker. Just a fabulous game all around. He, he set a personal high with 12 points. Uh, they beat Lehigh 38-35. And the way they did it is his second field goal of the game was inside two minutes. He tied it up 35-35. Fordham gets the ball back, and he kicks a 45-yard walk-off field goal his career long to complete a perfect day of kicking. Brandon uh, Peskin, our FCS National Special Teams Player of the Week from Fordham. Awesome, awesome. Our, our National Freshman Player of the Week, check this out, Craig. Camden Coleman, quarterback from Richmond, with their win over Maine. He, he had his, just his second career game. He had six touchdown passes, and that tied the school record. He had 365 yards passing, and guess this, guess what? He even had a catch in the game for 26 yards. So Camden Coleman had a monster game as our freshman national player of the, of the week with their Richmond win over Maine. Woo. FedEx Ground FCS National Team of the Week. It was uh, North Carolina Central. They won a top 25 battle at Elon 34-23. Uh, it was the 500th win in North Carolina Central history. Uh, Davius Richard, their, their quarterback, had another big game. Their defense had eight sacks. The Eagles out of the, the MEAC, just a fabulous game all around. Just a great uh, season so far. They were our National FCS Team of the Week. Now that'll get us back to our uh, FCS National Awards on campus. One of these uh, winners, Gary, went and visited this week. Well, it was a great week. It was a good trip. I had a chance to go talk to a defensive guy. That's the linebacker we talked about, Dylan Kelly, linebacker from UAlbany. And uh, we went up to Albany, and it was a great visit. And you can take a look here, a little bit of our, our role here on how this goes. We get off the highway there, right there, UAlbany, and it's a beautiful facility. Their whole campus is actually gorgeous. You take a look at this water feature that's in the front of the campus. There's nothing like it in America. This is tremendous. The Great Danes, that's right. You've got the Great Danes as a mascot, and they actually have that all over the place. There's tremendous history around these sports programs all throughout the university, men's and women's. And we had a chance to visit with the visit with the, our, our host there, Taylor O'Connor, who's the Associate Athletic Director for, for Media Relations, and took us all around. And you could see that they have a lot of pride in their, in their mascot. The Great Danes are everywhere. It's a tremendous facility that they have. It's a great shot from the press box. And it is a wonderful facility. And, you know, there's one, there's my new friend, uh, uh, the great name is, <laughs> and uh, it'll, you'll see how that comes into play just a little bit more here. So I'm watching these guys practice and coach Gattuso, Greg Gattuso has a great, is doing a great job. They're trying to get these guys ready for a playoff run, potentially to get them into the FCS playoffs, be their first win back there since chance back there since, since 2019. But, uh, Dylan Kelly, well, I tell you, just a tremendous linebacker. And the game that he had last week against Towson was kind of one of those. Just making play after play on the field. Big hitter. He's an excellent linebacker. Good instincts. He's in on almost every play, it seemed like. And this is a tremendous athlete. This is where you see the ball being taken. He stripped that ball right out from the from the receiver and took that ball right away from him. And when you get to get down to it, you have to make a fourth and goal stop. Shoot that, shoot that thing through there, and I tell you, Dylan Kelly did a nice job there. Tackle in the back, uh, in the backfield for loss, and that basically held a goal line stand, and you all be went on to win. So it was a great visit to to see the, the Great Danes, and 
had a chance to visit with Dylan, and that's Reese Poppenbarger, the, the quarterback as well. And this is cool. You know, Caduso has a couple of great Danes of his own, and that's really, that's it. They're his dogs, and so he went all in on that. And when we made the presentation here to Dylan Kelly in front of the uh, the team, his team really enjoyed having him come up, and uh, they like this guy. I mean, he is one, one team leader, and it's probably pretty fun. So... Dylan Kelly, our, our national defensive player of the week, and I see our, our representative there from, from FedEx Brown, Brad Taylor from Albany, and it was a great visit. And hey, this is a little tease. There's a game coming up here, the, the Great Dades with that Golden Apple Trophy. That's a game that's going to come up on November 11th, so we'll have to get another shot of that uh, then. But um, it was a great visit, Craig, and it was a, a, a fun place to go see and, and very, very welcoming and, and great facilities there on, on, on campus at UAlbany. Well, Gary, we talked to uh, Coach Scott Wackenheim of VMI uh, when he won the Eddie Robinson Award in, in the spring 2021 season. Well, this week, Albany is back in our Stats Perform FCS Top 25 poll at number 24. And it also is from that same season, spring of 2021. They have a big game at New Hampshire this week. Gary, I do like the schools that have really distinctive nicknames. As you mentioned, the great names. They must take a lot of pride in that name. Mascot. Uh, I, I think they do. And it's fun. You know, they're all over campus. I mean, they have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of marks out there that you can see. And you you know where you're going. And when you go on campus there, you're, you're, you've got the Great Danes. And, and it's a great mascot, as you said. And there are many more across the FCS. We'll go out and find a few more uh, for the rest of the season. I think we've got six or seven more trips coming up here. And uh, and we'll, we'll keep everybody posted. Well, if, if you're listening to, to FCS Delivered on, on a podcast platform, thank you for doing that. You can see uh, the video of Gary's weekly trips on our uh, YouTube channel. Go to uh, just uh, search for FCS Delivered. And the videos are terrific. This one stood out, especially seeing uh, Gary with the Great Dane uh, mascot. So go to YouTube to see our uh, videos of all these and uh, trips and interviews with the players and coaches. So this is our second segment of FCS Delivered. We will take a short break, and then we will be back for our final segment. Uh, our show, FCS Delivered, is presented by FedEx Ground. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Do you like what you're hearing on FCS Delivered today? For more national FCS coverage, please go to theanalyst.com throughout the week. We're the home for the FCS Top 25 Media Poll and the weekly and season-ending FCS National Awards presented by FedEx Ground. We also take you across FCS Nation with stories, predictions, and an inside look. The FCS coverage can be found at theanalyst.com. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons, we've been talking top 25 poll, FedEx Ground National Awards. You can find all that FCS coverage on theanalyst.com. And we're heading into week six, Gary. It's a great week for rivalries. And they reflect here in our Pick'em segment. What do we have this week, Gary? Well, we're going to start out with VMI at the Citadel. And uh, this is the military classic of the South. We talked about that with Coach Walkenheim. And 
I see VMI getting this game, Craig. I, I think that they're going to be uh, right there. VMI has won straight, 10 straight here. So I, I think that, that, that they're going to be right there and they're going to get this get this game. I agree. I mean, it's, it, this year there's two new head coaches. VMI have, has uh, Danny Rocco. Uh, Maurice uh, Dayton is, is leading uh, the Citadel. Citadel's offense has really kind of struggled this year. Uh, VMI has lost 10 straight road games. But I agree. I think I'm going key debts. I have a key debts uh, helmet here from VMI. We're going key debts all the way. Now, our next game is is where uh, you just came from, Albany. They are in a big CAA football matchup at New Hampshire. Uh, UNH, UNH is coming off a bye week, which probably helps them going into this big game against Albany. Who do you pick in here, Gary? Well, I think I'm going to have to go with the Great Danes. Uh, I think UAlbany, they're on a roll. They played very, very well their last, their first two weeks of the season when they were playing against FBS opponents. Really had a chance to be, you know, uh, six and zero, but uh, they got away from late in the ball game. But two and zero in conference, I think they're going to they're going to continue that. They've got a great quarterback in Reese Puffin, Puffenbarger, and he, I think he can, you know, get the job done. Dylan Kelly, obviously, going to lead that defense for them, and I think that that's going to be a, uh, you know, a big win there potentially for UAlbany. Yeah, I, I tell you, Albany has kind of flown under the radar for most of the year. Not anymore at four and two overall, two and zero oh in the CAA. I think New Hampshire needs this game in the worst way. They're already two and three, zero oh and two in the CAA. A little disappointing. Uh, if they were to lose this one, really could put them out of the playoff picture. Max Brosner, uh, their quarterback, it's a great matchup as you mentioned against Reese Poffenbarger. I'm going to go with New Hampshire here at home. Just a great CAA matchup all around. Now, our next one involves the number one team in the FCS, South Dakota State. They're 5-0. They've won 19 straight games going back to last year. Obviously, they won the FCS championship. They're hosting UNI, Northern Iowa, in, in a key Missouri Valley Conference game. little tidbit for you, Gary. If you go back to 2014 when South Dakota State won, well, they've rotated 11 times, win and a loss. It's you and I's turn here because South Dakota State won by three points last year. Are you picking an upset because it is you and I's turn? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I'm staying with South Dakota State because I think they are primed to, <clears throat> to win here. Isaiah Davis is red hot as a running back for them. I think South Dakota State is going to be uh, just fine at home. Yeah, it's tough to, get to pick against the South, uh, South Dakota State. I mean, the Jackrabbits are on a roll. They have great offense. You know, really reloaded well on defense. Theo Day is a very dangerous quarterback. We've, we've talked about him uh, when we talked to NFL draft uh, candidate, and he's the UNI quarterback. But you're right about Isaiah Davis. He is a NFL player waiting to happen. He is on a roll. I'm going Jackrabbits uh, as well. Now, this game, we're talking robberies, Gary. This one's especially for you. And I'm wondering who you're picking. It's Northwestern State. Your alma mater at Nichols down in the Southland, the NSU Challenge. I think you're picking Nichols. NSU versus NSU. We'll just go go think about that one. You know, I tell you, both teams really need a victory, and mo no more than uh, Northwestern State, my alma mater. You know, they took it on the chin with a couple of SB FBS programs, and then they take it on the chin with three FCS programs. They need a win in the worst way for Brad Laird, the head coach there. I think that Northwestern State goes into Nichols and Thibodeau and gets the best of, of that football team. And I, I, 
I think this is a fun game to play. It was one of those great games that I love to play when I was back at playing at, at the college level. And it, it's just a great uh, time to go down to Thibodeau, South Louisiana. And hopefully for Northwestern State, the Demons, they come back with a win. And, and I know that Tim Rebo is going to have his team ready to play with, with Nichols. Uh, the Colonels are, are, are rebuilding their offensive line and their offensive structure of what, what they've had for years there. Previously, they were leading uh, one of the leaders in the South in conference. But uh, I think that Northwestern State needs this win more than the Colonels do. And so I'm going with the Demons. That's a great point. I, 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 I didn't think I'd be able to trick you into picking Nichols. Uh, I'm going to pick Nichols. I, you know, they need this to stay in, in first place in the Southland. They're tied with Lamar and obviously Incarnate Word, UIW is right there trailing behind. Here's a good stat for you. Colin uh, Guggenheim, the running back for Nichols. First 76 carries, not score a touchdown. His last six carries, four touchdowns at the end of last week's game. I'm going to go with uh, Nichols to win this one. Then we have Montana at Idaho, a top 25 matchup, number 16, Montana at number three, Idaho. We talked last week about Montana back-to-back -back road games in the big sky against nationally ranked opponents. They got it done against UC Davis. You think they can get it done inside the Kibbe Dome against I Idaho? Uh, I think that Idaho plays well at home. The Kibbe Dome is going to be rocking. There's no doubt about that. I think that that's going to be a ball game that, uh, you know, they're playing for a little brown jug. We showed that little picture, I think, <laughs> uh, previously on this show, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think that that is a big game, and I think that uh, Idaho is going to earn their stripes, so to speak, here as the number three team in our poll, and uh, I think they're going to get the W. I mentioned when they played Sacramento State, it was like a show-me kind of game because the spotlight was on them, the pressure was on them, and they delivered. I think the Vandals uh, get it done as well against Montana, who's playing much better in recent weeks. Clifton McDowell, their quarterback. All right, now that brings us to our FedEx ground game of the week for uh, week seven, North Dakota State taking on North Dakota. It's an in-state rivalry. Uh, number six, Bison. Number 15, North Dakota. If North Dakota's ever going to get them, this is the year for the Fighting Hawks. Break down this game for us, Gary. Uh, I think the biggest feature of this football game is home field advantage. And uh, I'm going to have to give it give it to North Dakota. You know, with North Dakota State coming in there, limping in, so to speak, after, after a loss, uh, they're not going to be happy. But I think North Dakota at home with their environment, you know, they played very well in that facility. So that, that is something that they're going to uh, take into that ball game. I think they protect it, and I think they get the win at home. They certainly have a shot. They've won 22 out of their last 24 games inside the Alaris Center, as you mentioned. Uh, they even lead the all-time series that dates back to 1894. The Bison, though, have, have won all the meetings on the Division I level, uh, five of them. But, yeah, this is this is going to be a raucous environment. I, I'm going to go with the Bison. I, I just think they're, you know, they're still just a formidable team, even though they're kind of being questioned nationally. It's a great quarterback matchup. Cole Payton and Cam Miller for, for the Bison. Tommy Schuster is so efficient for, for UND. I do love your, uh, your pick here, and, and I think you have a shot. I'm just going to stick with the Bison on this one. Now that brings an end to uh, this week's episode of FCS Delivered. We thank FedEx Ground and Stats Reform for, for bringing this. Gary goes out on the visits uh, sponsored by FedEx Ground. Grand Bell and Seth Biley are our producers, Gary. 
You can find all our coverage on theanalyst.com. Gary, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, a little rest. <laughs> I've been out quite a bit here and turning around doing this podcast. We're going to get a little nap, and then uh, we're going to figure out where, what I'm going to watch college football this weekend, and uh, that'll be fun to do. Yeah, Gary mentioned there, there's six more weeks of the regular season, the full regular season. Uh, the SWAC plays a, a few games uh, after everybody else. And then uh, the Doris Robinson Award winner, uh, you know, for our Scholar Athlete of the Week. I think Gary might be making a trip there to present that as well in December. We thank everybody for tuning in this week to FCS Delivered. Our show is presented by FedEx Ground, and we look forward to seeing you soon after this week's matchup. Thank you very much. Thank you.